1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
2: and fees may vary.
0: Tim Murray's the host of vCN Primetime, airing weeknights from 5 until 8 p.m. locally. He's also the host of VCN's College Football Betting Podcast. He's on Twitter at one Tim Murray. Tim, did y'all know in the game that you only had 10 defenders on the field? No. I didn't. So the broadcast didn't make any mention of it either. Because when I first, I had a buddy text me. He's like, they only had 10. And so I guess he counted on the wide shot. And That's why they pay NBC the big bucks, to not get that. That feels to like something that. that should probably have been mentioned on the broadcast, especially considering they ran not new, one. New broadcast team. Come on. New broadcast. Two new broadcast. Yeah, Blackledge has got to be counting, though.
1: Was it Blackledge?
0: Who yeah, was on the it call? Was no, it was, was Iron was Eagle's son, Noah, Noah, and then Blackledge. Gotcha.
1: Nepotism at work right there. Boom.
2: Um no, I was there. I did not uh I did not pick up on that. I mean it's it's funny, it's one of those things where, you know, in the moment it was, you know, as devastating as you would you would think if you're a fan of, of the team that loses that way. Um but as the days have gone by, I've just gotten more angry uh with, with the different kind of Situations and how, how that all played out. I just looked at Bill Conley's post game win expectancy, sixty point six percent for Notre Dame, which makes me feel great. Um, you know, I I think you know that the ten guys on the field is inexcusable and is getting a lot of 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 the the blame. But I mean, if you if you just reverse back a little bit. In that game, I mean, you get the ball back with four minutes to go. You get back-to-back first downs after stopping them on fourth down and one on a jet sweep because they're tough. You know, Ohio State's Ohio tough, mm-hmm. remember. Um, but once Notre Dame got that stop, and then you get a first down, another one with Audric Estime. He does the feed me sign, and then they took him out. And then they ran this a uh, fumbled read option that was a mistake by Hartman. Then they tried to run a screen, which, you know, I was listening to uh, a couple of Notre Dame reporters and they're like, look, it did, it's a bad play ball call because it didn't work. But if they get it past the edge there, he's going for about 30 yards and the game's over. Um, so, you know, they just didn't execute down the stretch. And then, you know, on that final drive, Ohio State converted a fourth and seven uh, Notre Dame's safety, DJ Brown, had a pick in his hands, dropped it, and and then on third and nineteen from the twenty-two, uh, they they step up and you know with eight guys dropping and no pressure, and uh, Kyle McCord makes a really good play. So, you know Notre Dame let that one slip away, and it's it's pretty unfortunate now because you know Bud Elliott pointed this out yesterday, and I I I agree for the most part. I don't think Notre Dame can make the playoff now. I think it would be really, really challenging. They would need some pretty big chaos to ensue for them to uh, to make the playoff this year.
1: Maybe, maybe this pushes them to the AC. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> did this convince you that Ohio State is good?
2: Um, I, I, I that's a I don't, no. That's a no. no. I, I I don't think they're better. I don't know what Michigan is yet, so I guess I can't really fairly assess what Michigan is. I think Penn State's defense is really really good, and I I didn't come away like overwhelmed by Kyle McCord. I thought the defense played pretty well, Ohio State's defense. I'm I'm a big fan of of what they are, but you know, Notre Dame really as the game went on, got a pretty good push, you know. They they rushed for almost 180 yards in the game. Um, I, I'd say they're you know on equal footing with with Notre Dame for sure. Um, I don't. I mean, we talked I think about this last week. I don't know who is really good, at, you know, this year. And I think that's a good thing for college football. I mean, it seems like Oregon's pretty darn good. It seems like Washington's pretty darn good. But I mean, those teams have to go through a a gauntlet starting pretty soon here. Um, you know, we don't know about Georgia right now. We don't know about Michigan. We won't know about either one of those teams until, like, late November when they actually play a team worth uh, the worth salt. So, you know, Ohio State is good. I don't know if they're as good as they have been. Uh, I thought Notre Dame did a really, really good job, though, of, uh, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. had just three catches in the game. I mean, that's, that's a pretty darn good job by, uh, by Notre Dame's defense. Well,
0: and he was largely held in check last year, too. I
2: mean, I know he got hurt this year, and but he still went back in the game. Yeah, with the he taped up the ankle. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, look, they got a ton of dudes. Emeka Egbuka is, you know, is a beast. And I'll tell you what, the kid Stover, their tight end, is a monster. That dude is really good. <laughs> he, I think, on the final play of the game, I saw the replay. He drove uh, Notre Dame's uh, Thomas Harper, who kind of plays like a nickel corner, about six yards deep into the end zone on that touchdown run. I'm interested about what you were just mentioning. With
0: what we've seen from teams, like, so forget Georgia's schedule, but what you've seen from teams, how many teams do you confidently feel like that's a playoff team? Like, when we get to the playoffs, that they're going to be in it?
1: Well, it can only be four,
0: right?
2: Yeah, but, like, that's the problem. Like, like, I do who have... am I confident in right now that yeah. they will be there? Probably Georgia, um, because the schedule's so soft. And, you know, if they're 12-0... and going into the SEC championship and let's say they stub their toe against LSU or Bama, they they might still get in. I mean, it, it's hard for me to envision an Alabama, a sorry, a Georgia team who will be number one dropping from one to five because of their loss to an SEC team on a neutral field. So I think Georgia, I mean, I don't know what to think about the Big Ten because right now you've obviously got Ohio State's undefeated. You've got um, Penn State and Michigan. They're all undefeated uh, and they all play each other. The Big Ten West isn't going to pose any threat, right? I mean, Penn State just disposed of Iowa 31 to nothing. Uh, Wisconsin hasn't looked that great. and Michigan plays neither one of those teams and those look like the biggest tests. You know, Florida State's interesting, right? They survived, they've survived multiple, uh, you know, near-death experiences, so to speak. And if you look at DraftKings right now, guys, they're minus 150 to make the playoff. Florida State is. They still have to play Miami. Uh, they play Duke, who I think they'll be, you know, superior to, and they'll they'll get them at home. Um, they play Florida on the road. And then they have to play the ACC championship game again. So, like, you know, Florida State, while they look the part and they've got the huge win over LSU, which allows them a little bit of, of wiggle room if they were to lose to, let's say, Miami or something like that in the regular season. Um, but, man, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, don't. I don't think through the first four weeks of the college football season, anybody can stand up and say that team is a, is, is a legitimate playoff team. And it's, I'll be honest, it's kind of unfortunate that we don't have the 12-team playoff this year because I think it would be phenomenal to watch, you know, those teams. Because I think, you know, Notre Dame's not going to get into the 14 team playoff. But if Notre Dame got into a 12-team playoff, I think they'd be an interesting team. They really would, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I mean, do you guys think no, of anything? No, I mean, honestly,
0: that was the whole point for me. It's like, I actually think that's a good thing in terms of watching the sport. But it's almost like it just... It suffocates the conversation because I think people are used to seeing, well, we're, we're used to seeing certain teams rise to the occasion and we haven't really seen it yet. But I actually think that
2: makes the sport more interesting. I do too. And I think, you know, for this year, once again, we're so predicated on playoff, 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 and we're already talking about the playoff and Notre Dame is, you know, essentially eliminated. But I th- you know, this year we've been asking for parody. I actually think we have it a little bit this year. Now Georgia might ultimately just be bored and might, you know, be the best team yet again. Um and Michigan, I guess you could say the same thing. They've they've been to the playoffs the last two years and have lost both times. They've made it there. I mean, here's the fascinating thing about, you know, Washington, right? I mean, they have looked phenomenal so far this year, but you know, once again, you could play the well, who have they played, car? They went to Michigan State. Congratulations. Maryland just, uh, you know, dominated Michigan State. They beat Cal. Cool. What does that mean, you know? And for Washington, you still have Oregon, USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State left on your schedule. Yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 this year is legit. I mean, we're doing an exercise tonight on the show of, like, what's the best bet right now for to make the college football playoff odds? And I'm like, oh, what about Oregon? I look at their schedule. At Washington. Home to Wazoo. At Utah. That one in late October. Home to USC. Home to Oregon State. Yep. I mean, all these teams are, are you know, the, the Pac-12, if you can, if, you know, this is the year, though, it feels like if, if, if we can get a Pac-12 champion, escape that gauntlet with one loss, they're going to be in. But, man, it, it feels like with all of these teams, like, no – I certainly didn't think Washington State would be this good, guys. Like Cam Ward has, has really shined in that system. I mean, he lost his offensive coordinator last year. They bring in the Western Kentucky OC, and he's been incredible this year. Absolutely incredible. And I didn't think Washington State would be that good. And now it just adds another wrinkle to this Pac-12, which is like, you know, we thought it was a big six, so to speak. You add in you know say what you will about colorado but they got dudes offensively at least and if they get healthy so you add in colorado which you know may not be a walk in the park each each and every week oregon you know outside well, of that well let's
1: separate it like this tim who's fighting for wins and who's fighting for clicks in the That's pac12 this
2: year <laughs> all right who, who
1: how, how do we By separate way, this out
2: oregon's oregon's video that they put out holy moly did you guys see that thing which ironically
1: felt did, like they were fighting for clicks. Did the did the Colorado kids know they were being filmed by
0: Oregon yeah, where people? Did they, was that all? The like Colorado courtesy. kids always know they're being filmed. Okay. The thing that bothered me about it is you got the, the Dion defenders coming from the clouds, which is fine. Support your guy. I'm all cool. You can't ignore the fact that the Colorado guys went in and stomped on the O. Like, right. they stomped on the logo. Like, you Shilo asked. Shiloh
2: Sanders is talking about how small they are. They got a dude laughing on their side of the field. Like,. It was pretty pretty interesting stuff that came out uh, in that video for sure. All right. I
0: think we got a couple of spots this week. So in honor of the Bear, Chris Felica, I don't have his stat in front of us, but we got number 22, Florida, as an underdog
2: at Kentucky. Are we taking the Wildcats? Yeah, I was looking at uh, Big Blue Nation today for sure. Uh, Two-and-a-half-point favorite is uh, is Kentucky at home against Florida. And Kentucky, you know, this is a team that I think a lot of people expected to be pretty good this year. And they've been underwhelming, right? I mean, they're 4-0, but... They need some defense. Like,
0: last week, I've just been fading Vandy, so that was a delight. But, like, even against, was it Ball State? Maybe they needed, like, a defense. Like, the final scores make them look pretty good, but if you've watched them, it's not clicking.
2: Yeah. 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 So, I, I do like that spot. I mean, Stoops has seemed to have had uh, Kentucky's number. Um, you know, Leary, it's funny because I'm I'm looking to back both, you know, uh, two of the big-time transfers this offseason and Devin Leary, who has not looked great so far, and then Brennan Armstrong at NC State has looked awful. Um, and they barely beat Virginia last week, but that's a spot to me where it's like, I really, I, I think, it's a put up or shut up time for NC State catching 3 at home against Louisville Friday night game. Uh you know that that is a hold your nose special there because NC State really hasn't been all that impressive so far this year. Louisville just put up you know, a crooked number on Boston college, but you know, what is Boston college is Boston college, the team that almost beat Florida state or the team that lost to Northern Illinois, you know? So I think they're more so the, the latter than yeah. the former. So I, I think, you know, this is, this is going to be an interesting spot there for NC state against Louisville. Uh, but yeah, no, I, Kentucky certainly jumped out at me uh, as a potential spot. And then, you know, you, Obviously, you got to talk Notre Dame, Duke. You know what's Notre Dame's mindset after that loss? I, I, I think with the veterans that are on that roster, uh, they'll they'll be looking for blood. But I'm not laying five and a half with them on the road.
1: I hope, I hope with College Game Day there, we get some sort of acknowledgement of the track at Duke. I can't believe Duke is getting College Game Day. And it's without – their stadium doesn't have the track yeah, anymore. they
0: renovated That it, was yeah. like
1: the distinctive feature to me about going to Duke. It was like the last – felt like the last remaining major college team that still had a track going around their football field.
0: Rest in peace, Husky Stadium in Washington. Yeah. And then when Stanford redid theirs, they got rid of the track. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just a shame. I hope there's some sort of acknowledgement of the track. This so, well,
0: LSU-Ole Miss line stinks, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, Ole Miss. I kind of like Ole Miss in this spot.
0: And then what do you
1: make of the Boise State-Memphis game? Memphis favored by, like, what is it, How two about, and a half? So Has it gone up a
2: little I bit? I want to talk to you guys about this. This is wild. So Circa opened up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, saw,
0: I told Mark this because they, when I saw the line posted, it was three for Boise, correct? Yeah. And then it, it moved six points. In 25
2: minutes. Hmm. It is, Do you think it was like an error? They meant they I like did it I wrong. I think they. I don't think they make mistakes. But if they're getting pounded that hard, certainly somebody was was a miss there. But yeah, that that line has moved six points from open. So mark's
0: mark mark's been working with this theory. Saturday in Memphis, it's mm-hmm. going to be like ninety two. Uh-huh. Real feel ninety five. Maybe you Ooh. get maybe you get those Boise's used the, to that cool miss. Those, those, those that Boise cool boys going to meet a little humidity. All right. I don't know. I just Memphis. Here's
1: here's the reality. Memphis needs, even though Memphis has the better record, I think Memphis needs the win more than Boise State.
2: I mean, I'll, you know, we we've talked about it. I mean, how how far does this go in deciding who gets the the G five bid? I mean,
0: I think it goes pretty far. I mean, the question is, do you think Boise's still going to contend for the I Mountain West?
2: I do for sure.
1: Yeah, well, because the the reality is right now. I think Fresno. Is Fresno a little... is ranked ahead of Memphis is, is ahead got, of every- They've got ranked.
2: two P five wins.
1: They've got two P five wins. If they go undefeated, I find Granted, it hard. Purdue to believe.
2: and Arizona State. Oh yeah, no. If, if Fresno goes undefeated, it it's theirs for sure. But, but Fresno. Think, Fresno plays Boise later on in the year. Um,
1: no, and this would be a nice feather to have if you're Memphis and you're actually that type of team having this as a feather in your cap will be pretty important down the stretch.
0: I don't know. I just can't get out of my head how well Boise ran the ball against San Diego State last week. And I know, I, I know, was it Taylin Green? Green. Mm-hmm. Taylin Green, yeah. They're trying to make him a pocket passer and it's not working. But like, they, they just ran it at
2: will at San Diego State. Like, I can't get that out of my mind. I mean, the next two weeks are... You know, both these games at home are enormous for, for Memphis, obviously. Well, there's, right? a, there's an next open three
1: weeks, week between. Next three weeks. Yeah, right? There's yeah. an open week between.
2: So you've got Boise at home. You win that. And then you've got a bye week to prepare for Tulane. If you win that, you're going to be a favorite in every game yes. from here on out. At UAB, North Texas, who's been a disaster. South Florida, who, you know, whatever. Uh, Charlotte, you know, the fighting Biff Pogies, And then you'll, you're probably looking at a rematch with, I don't know, Tulane again, potentially? Maybe. So they, well, they'd have
0: SMU at home. That game could get... That could be tricky. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that's easy, but... No, no but I mean, the, to your point is, you're going to basically spend yeah. a month... You're going to spend a month just stacking up wins and moving up the rankings.
2: But if Memphis wins this game and follows it up with a win over Tulane, getting both of them at home, now you're just cheering against Fresno State because your lone loss is a neutral site loss to a SEC team who is currently ranked in the top 25.
1: Yeah. No, what the reality is just in terms of they need to win one of the next two just for like and I would say the reason the Tulane game is far more important than the Boise game just in the sense it's a conference game and regardless of what happens in the Boise game if you go and beat Tulane you're in the driver's seat in the AAC for sure. Uh, but I think for where this program is both from an attendance standpoint and from what the Kind of chatter was at the mood. end of last year. Mood of the fan base, yeah, the mood of the fan base. You don't want to lose this game and then go two weeks with everyone talking about Jesus. Is this just another repeat of the last two years? They've lost the two games they played against the two uh, against decent teams, um, you know. And and so I think if you're Memphis, you really want to avoid two weeks of that. Um, essentially, if you lose to Boise, even though again you lose to Boise and you go win against Tulane. You know, the, again I'd say the two-lane game is more important to win Oh, ultimately. yeah
2: definitely I mean I, I think look if you're picking one of the two you're you're definitely picking the two-lane game because that gives you the driver's seat to host the AAC championship game yeah yeah it's
1: an interesting spot for Memphis it could go they win these next two it's a really exciting time again to be a Memphis football fan um and if they lose the next two um you know you're starting to wonder what where's this thing headed um and it it's too tough you know to toss up games essentially is mm-hmm. what it'll be um, it'll be i i'm i'm both excited and anxious for it i think is the
2: uh the is the two lane game on a friday yeah yes nice yes. friday
1: the 13th ooh yeah.
2: spooky shout out taylor swift and <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll maybe mm-hmm. she'll maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe she'll, she'll yeah. show up
1: to the bank